Hi everyone and welcome back to the Paperless Movement podcast. Today I will talk to the CEO and founder of Nimbus Node. And this will be a really interesting talk because they're a real Evernote competitor, their alternative or you name it uh, as you want to name it because they are ticking so many boxes in different areas where Evernote is really strong in, especially like the web clipper and how you manage your notes. And they're already feature-wise ahead of Evernote. So this will become a really interesting topic. And obviously we will talk also about the comparison between Nimbus and Evernote and what their plans are and so on. And I cannot wait to start to talk to Pavel today. And as usual, this episode is sponsored by you, my Inner Circle members. So I thank you very much for your consistent support. I couldn't do this without your support. And if you're not an Inner Circle member yet and you want to improve your productivity system to the next level, then make sure to join us because we are here to help you to get everything more efficient and make your productivity system a well-oiled machine. But now, without further ado, let's dive into the interview. All right, everyone, I think we get started now. I have Pavel here on the show, the CEO and founder of Nimbus Note. And really, especially when we look at development of Evernote, Nimbus was always in the background to me. I, I tested it a half a year ago uh, once, but they made so many updates recently as well that I'm really happy to have you on the show. I also published already a video about this uh, where I made a review about Nimbus. So if you want to check this out, go ahead. But now let's dive into it. Pavel, thank you very much for joining the interview. How are you? Uh, <laughs> Thanks for having me, Tom. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I also want to personally welcome your community, the uh, your paperless movement. So it's not just you know some idea; it's a movement, and I think it's really great and unique. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I think we people are going to watch us on YouTube, on a podcast, uh, the, uh, other channels. So uh, um, so hello everyone. Uh, I'm the founder and the CEO of the company. What is Nimbus? When we were this founded? What's your role in the whole thing? What was the what was the intention actually by started? Because it is very similar to things like Evernote or even Notion when we look at this. And um, how do you think this is? Yeah, the right time okay. for Nimbus okay, now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as the company, we started uh, in 2014. Uh, we built uh, other products. A lot of them were uh, very popular. Uh, some of them were acquired. And the Nimbus Note for us, it was back then a research and development product because we really didn't want to jump in right into that. Because so first of all, what we wanted to know is to uh, analyze and think what we shall do and we sh what we shouldn't do. <laughs> that also were important. Uh, so we got enough experience. And in, I think in 2017, that's where we fully shifted to just a Nimbus Note. Mm -hmm. And we started uh, with the structure and the core foundation so we didn't want to get into a situation when you build a product for personal use, B2C, and then you're thinking, okay, now I need to grow. Okay, what shall I do? I'll try to figure out how to put a business model on that. Okay, then, then I need the enterprise. So you built another one and it becomes very shaky. So since the beginning, uh, since we already have uh, uh, other great players on the market, as you mentioned, Notion and Evernote and others, uh, um, 
so for us, it, we, we, we got this time frame to analyze and think upfront on the next steps because there are some, some things that you can't change totally or you're going to have such a huge problem changing that. Yeah. And just besides UX, uh, changing just uh, you know uh, some legacy code, codes, which is also very challenging, uh, the things like structure, uh, you can change it, especially when you have already have a users that used to sort certain things mm -hmm. and uh, just bring something totally new. It's, it's going to be very challenging. So that's but, why we took our time. But how far can you actually plan this ahead? You know, there's always this uh, unknown variable about um, new technologies coming out, new platforms and in infrastructures coming out in the future. How do you? include this i mean evernote actually had this issue isn't it is it was it just bad planning um 20 years ago or was it uh just a thing that the time was just too long now yeah I, and i watched the previous your previous video with eon uh, I, i i personally really like him he's a very legitimate guy he knows what he's talking about yeah and what they've done actually was a right decision uh and I, I was just like wondering why it just happened <laughs> in 2018. Yeah. But he made the right decision. Uh, but the thing is about is when we, I, when I say uh, a structure, it's not only a technical de development side. Some your background, your backend services, the way how you synchronize data, the way how your app looks, and also the way how you cr uh, cr create a structure for your end users. Mm. Um, and I think may, uh, one of the problems that Evernote. Uh, Uh, had but that's my personal opinion uh they started with the per, uh, b2c model for personal use and that's why the, and then they later on they brought a business model i don't know if they have enterprise model mm. so i think if you build a foundation that gonna work perfectly uh, for uh, for all models and uh no no one will gonna struggle like everyone gets what they really need in this case you can then uh, scale and change technical side so let's say you want to we we want to bring more features for business users for teams well we have a good structure we just need to add some additional functionalities in this case uh nobody got in like in, into such like situations when they get kind of kind of stuck stuck mm -hmm. uh so i think that's uh what we've achieved uh, really well and for us now once we have all this foundation we just go deep into the product specifically and that's why we're building a community driven product that's our key approach is that uh, our product is a part of the community and we do a lot of things uh, with the community so before the building something we need to understand what actual people need not not want uh, i think we need because yeah. sometimes people they actually don't know what, what they need um, and the mission of uh, nimbus node Uh, is to bring a freedom to to you or, for, or to your team mm. or business in one centralized place uh, so it uh, so that makes sense and it's all driven by community mm -hmm. and just to give you an example is what we are doing right now and I, and I don't think that other founders do so well to my knowledge is uh, we have a private group right now that just in 10 days grew from 300 uh, people to 1200 people And they're all businesses, as mm -hmm. all SMBs, solopreneurs, mm -hmm. and um, we ha uh, we have a weekly meetings a webinar in a format of, of the talk show. Okay. So basically, I and a co-host, uh, it's uh, it's like on a TV what you have, and we talk. And every week, I report to the community what we've done through this week, what challenges we have. Uh, 
I personally and uh, my team, we go through all comments. Uh, we aggregate the most comments through that week, all concerns, and we talk about it. And the end of the web uh, webinar, our show, we invite people live uh, to join us. So that's not a, a you know like pre-recorded. That's a live. Yeah. And people raise their concerns. So we, they don't only praise us saying like, hey, we like your product, we like a community. We don't, it's great, but that's not the whole idea. We yeah. actually want to hear real feedback. And you know what? Sometimes people actually bring stuff to my face. I'm like, oh, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. And I think it's great because then I, I got that. I go to my team and I transfer that. Yeah. <laughs> that feedback and, also. and you have proof already by just showing the recording of this interview. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I can say like, hey, I, here is a real people yeah. in our community, like our our uh, early adopters, people that are actually passionate about, they want yeah. to help us. So that's why that community that we are building and we want to expand it and some of the community going going to, uh, to be public. So this, uh, I think it's a new format. And I think that's why we want to pursue our goals, being a part of the community and get feedback from the community, not to ignore or pretend there is like, well, we are a popular, great, great product, but there are just some of people there. So no, we are on the same level here. I think that's a really great approach there. Um, but there comes something to my mind that, you know, that might be also an issue with this. I'm also a person in my inner circle. I talk to my members, you know, my paperless movement is also something that is growing with the community. I react mm -hmm. to the feedback of the community, what what my inner circle want, you know, I produce the new content and so on. Mm -hmm. However, we have to keep in mind, those are mostly individuals with individual needs. And you have, uh, you talked about 1,200 people in your closed community, which is already pretty significant. Um, but in the end, in your, in your talk show, there are a few people talking to you, raising their issues and they are very into your product. And why do I bring this up now? Because, uh, with the interview with Ian Small, he mentioned, um, when I was talking about tax actually, and the usage of tax, um, and how I important, I personally think tax are in such, um, platforms, he said, only 2% of his users or of Evernote's users are using text in there. And then I uh, saw all the comments below the video saying, no way, 2% and so on. So what I did, I started a, a poll on all my social media platforms to ask, is it really the case? Who is using text in Evernote? And the outcome was actually 50-50% uh, uh, actually using text. But one person actually raised a very important thing there because all the people following me, or I mean many people following me, are really into these details, are using complex systems of uh, the productivity system and so on, and try to drive their uh, productivity systems to the to the best. But I'm sure, and that that's might might be the case. Many using Evernote simply for note taking. Maybe they don't need any complex structures or they they are not even aware that what they could bring to the next level so i don't want to to go too much into detail here but this is really the thing about numbers isn't it and how can you be sure what is really important to implement then from this feedback that you get from you yeah can't wait so just uh having a community it's just a tip of the iceberg so you know it's yeah. like when you go to like say 
when you go to a psychologist, what happens is you you only one who talks and he listens, <laughs> and then he tells actually what 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 you need to get. So uh, we are I'm really great in terms of customer development. That's mm-hmm. why you remember I mentioned we building not what people want, but people we building what people need. Yeah. So the key is doing the right customer development development, which is backed by analytics. And uh, before that's what we do, we, we build a foundation of, let's say some, some kind of functionality. Then we gather data, we listen to people, uh, we interview personal, uh, personal some people mm-hmm. getting use cases. So we double check that actually uh, is we are on the right track. Mm-hmm. So then we roll out something and we repeat the process. So in this case, it's not only just getting features from, so it's not, it's not about features because like mm-hmm. you can, it's, just doesn't matter it's all about use cases uh, and the goals mm-hmm. so that's why um uh, we have a new format and we are t- still testing and i and i'm glad that you mentioned that what what you do i think like uh, we also can work with you also closer to get your uh, your experience because I, you you're more experienced in this like working with people talking to people yeah always happy <laughs> yeah help. yeah sure and that's awesome and we are here also to open uh, to learn something new uh, and yeah, and in terms of uh, business uh, and the personal personal use, so that's what we did in, in structure. If for, for, uh, the way how we structured is, uh, so the personal accounts for us. So think about Evernote on Ocean, so the whole area where you work. In our case, it's just one workspace, mm. and uh, you can have multiple workspaces, like for yourself and for your work. Yeah, I mean, if you if you want more structure, you want more data, you create more workspaces. If your organization or team. So you get a higher level, which not only workspace, it now they can you can manage all of them, setting right permissions and branding. Mm-hmm. And if you are even go even further, let's say a large company, you have you can have under one account if you have multiple organizations. And uh, you also we are working towards the white labeling, so the all information is part of your brand, not ours. That's also the other things that we want to provide to some some people, some cases. So in this case, people decide what they really want. If you want to have one workspace, one workspace is totally up to you. You have one, you want to have five because you think that's for you personally, it's going to be better. Okay, you have five workspaces and that's how we structure it. Yeah, and there the next issue rises that I see with many other platforms, especially when they say they're the all-in-one solution. Um, we see something like ClickUp or even Notion tries to do this. And when I see in Nimbus and uh, also in Evernote checkboxes to to make task lists and all this, um, it is it is pretty limited um, in in those platforms like Notion and Nimbus and Evernote. I can't, you know, I would expect at least have a have a filter where I say, show me all my open checkboxes, for example. It's not there. It's not complaining. It is just something I um, also try in my own productivity systems, for example, to use Todoist as my personal task manager and find apps or platforms that very well integrate with the other platforms. So I rather have a list of different tools, but they do everything perfect on the, you know, because they're the best instead of uh, all in one solution. So how do you approach this? So uh, there are actually two things, uh, being all in one for everything or being all in one for something specific. Mm-hmm. That's, a two, I think, two different things. So uh, in terms of Notion, uh, what uh, I think is they, 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 they have a Swiss knife, but for many, 
for lots of things. And the problem with that, how I personally see it, is you get a lot of legacy of completely different uh, solutions that you need to keep and your production of development will go slow down over the time because you need to develop something new. You don't know for which particular group you need to do this because someone you, you have 20% using databases and 20% using calendar. And yeah, Geller. exactly. So exactly. How, what are we going to do? So in our case, we are fo focused uh, and we work towards information management. Mm -hmm. So yes, we do have a, a Swiss knife syndrome in a good way, mm -hmm. but for something specific. So I don't think that we should right now try to pursue all of those like a Kanban mind map, uh, everything yeah. at, one, at once. We want to go step by step, and that's why uh, we want also to have a community that we are building right now. So it's not like we already have a finished community. So we're going to sit down the road, actually, what our community, our early adopters, uh, uh, which way they want to go, which way we want to go, and we will keep focused. And I think in this case, uh, we can succeed. Uh, but I really don't want to be a tool for every matter. I think it's, yeah, I think it's better to integrate. So you mentioned it already. It is for information uh, management. What do you mean by that? What are really the areas you want to cover? Maybe before you answer, um, in my inner circle, I'm teaching the iCore framework, something I made, um, I created in, in order to help people to get the different areas of a productivity system. So iCore stands for input, control, output, refine. And mm -hmm. in input, we have the note-taking and document scanning and all this. Control, we have knowledge management. Uh, output, we have productivity and so on. Um, and there I try to place the different tools. So we have, for example, something like Notion, and you can put it in all to the, the different areas. But the functionality spreads very thin and efficiency as well. Mm -hmm. And and yeah. this is where they are. So where do you place your tool, and where is it overlapping areas? Yes. Uh, so we towards we we're gonna move towards more collaboration on information. Uh, in terms of like a, we uh, once we start building our ability to comment our blocks, uh, we don't want to provide just to comment to to comment with a plain text. The, our comments will be as the same as what you all also everything have in a note. In this case, when you comment. You can comment with the, in the, with the same data that you're actually working on. Mm -hmm. So our focus is information and management. So which means all data that you put is it is structured. Uh, it's very easily uh, accessible. Uh, and the way how you in input the information it also <clears throat> uh, differs because we, we, besides the web clipper, we are working on a Nimbus capture which yep. also for visual uh, communication and annotation, which means you don't need, you don't only put images and uh, pictures, you have a tool that uh, which you can use to record a screen and annotate it uh, for a collaboration or for the data. So let's say you go through, a, you work as a marketing agency and you found a great web website. So instead of like, like making like a hundreds of screenshots, let's say you record a video, you annotate it for yourself and you store it inside inside that and eventually we want to uh, provide transcription so you, you you record it you put it and you have a transcription as well so you, you save your time because like it, because it's not only about uh, achieving your goals it's also about uh, efficiency yeah. how fast you achieve and uh, with all those <laughs> swift knife uh, swiss knife uh, so solutions the other downside is you spend more time maintaining uh, the solution rather than accomplishing your initial goal yeah so i 100 percent agree with this and 
I, I mentioned the iCore framework before, and there's the R, the refine part, which I relay, uh, refer to workflow automations and optimizations. So once you have this set up, go back and see where you can improve efficiency. And you just mentioned this. And when I'm a new user coming to Nimbus Node, um, I think the first impression is it looks very similar to the Evernote UI and also the UX in the first place. But once you start using Nimbus, it is much more refined uh, when it comes to using blocks and adding the different content and tables and so on. So, But for the feeling, it is still um, Evernote feeling. So I have a list of notes in there that I can put into different folders. I have the tags and all this. My question now is, um, you mentioned information management and knowledge management. And this is something really important for me because I had hate nothing more than searching for the notes or for the information that I took down at some point. And once I need it, I need more time finding the stuff. And isn't it, that's the, that's the time we waste all day when we look into our emails and try to find information again. So how do you manage to make it easy for people to find it compared to Evernote, for example, where uh, we have only the options to go into a search field? Um, something I was wishing for, for example, is that I can build up mind maps or something like that, that just visually presents me the information that I need right now. Mm -hmm. Well, so uh, in terms of uh, Evernote, I think it's overall, it's, that's, that's a great company that, uh, totally disrupted uh, the whole note-taking industry. And um, uh, our structure, is, it seems like the same because you know, have these folders and tags, but actually at the same time it's different because we have an unlimited nested uh, folder structure, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which means you can organize uh, your data in terms of how you do it on your computer. And we also have the tags, they are on the same level, they're not nested because we have folders. So tags help you to uh, I access notes fast uh, by from different folders by certain criteria, and also you can bookmark the stack as well. But I think all Evernote users uh, know about that. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, you mentioned editor. Is yes, we have a completely different editor, which is more similar. I think maybe towards Notion, but different yeah, technology. Yeah, yeah, it is true. It it goes more direction to Notion uh, rather than uh, yeah. Evernote. But you just mentioned but, text as the the information management. Um, helper, uh, put it this way, and I really think these things are so as underestimated still. I mean, the digital movement in general, we are really on a, on a position right now where people start to realize what is uh, really helpful going digital. When we think about Evernote, when they started, it was the first time that people could add digital notes somewhere and find it somehow and make them searchable. And this is already the big thing. And when I look at handwriting note-taking apps, I make my handwriting searchable. And this is also a big thing. But I think we really need to change the complete thinking about how we approach these things. These folder structures, we are so stuck in these folder structures we are used to from our Windows Explorer or whatever, that I think taking something like text or Rome Research with their flat or their no hierarchy where I can have a node living in different places at the same time and then coming up when I need them. What is about text? Because you said you're not nesting text. They are just um, flat. In Evernote, I can nest them. So how important do you see text in this in this information management setup? Yes. Uh, so there are a couple of things here. Um, so first of all, uh, 
Uh, in terms of the structuring, uh, since in our case you have a workspaces, uh, it's, it's a bigger structure. So let's say you have a per, so you, since the beginning you have a personal, you can have a personal use, and you have, for example, your business or something like that mm -hmm. that already separates two completely different things. Um, uh, we're going to work on a new uh, UX actually in November. That's I just hired an additional developer. Uh, 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 we're going to use uh, we fully updated uh, our mobile platform already. So we're going to have a new X, new UX, and part of it are going to be a new search, which uh, we, we're going to call it refined search. Uh, that provides you to search by many criteria. All almost uh, like think about when you go to Amazon and when you search for something, you have so many options to yeah. search. So that's what we want to bring it up and ability you to save predefined predefined mm -hmm. such searches. So in this case, you decide uh, what kind of search capabilities you want to have depending on your use cases. Mm -hmm. uh, regarding Roman research, uh, I, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't try them uh, uh, as a service. I, I look at the website. I look some videos. There, definitely, there is some learning curve uh, there. And it's more. I think it's more professional tools rather than someone just. I think it's work. a very niche tool, and yeah. I'm not using it for knowledge management. It is really taking notes and then you know surfacing these things and automatically. Yeah. I mean, the, the big advantage of Rome Research, and that's what I mentioned here as well for Nimbus. And all the other things is really the backlinking. So as soon I mention something, I get a list of all the mentions. And I think from a technical point of view, that's not a complicated thing. I mean, that's, that's maybe the reason saying. why Notion was uh, handing this in so quickly, bringing in an update with their backlinks. And that's what I mean. It is something that people need to understand what backlinks can be used for. And before, before you answer, I saw also that you have already something great in place, which Evernote doesn't have is inline mentioning. So I can mention uh, other people, other websites, uh, other other pages on Nimbus and so on by just using the ad sign. And that's exactly the direction I'm going here with this yeah. question. Uh, yeah, so as I said, uh, since we are, uh, uh, we started uh, later comparing to Notion Evernote, so what you see right now is just the beginning yeah so our goal was foundation that's the most important we don't want to be in situations and we we build something and then we figure out how to to re redo it so uh, i think it, those things has to be happen on a regular basis that's what we did uh, 2019 uh, 2020 we did uh, mobile now uh, we're working on a desktop so yes so we do have already uh, uh very great things in terms of like when you mention you can mention a specific node folder when you type it it's automatically filters and date uh, workspaces, uh, etc. Uh, so other things that we are looking into uh, hashtags uh, inside the node. Uh, oh, yeah. So the problem now with you, the current... now you're hitting a nerf here. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's good. Uh, the problem with just traditional tags that we kind of inherited from um, Evernote is yes, you can link uh, certain nodes or, or pages, but the problem is the page can contain a lot of different data. So you need to have access to a specific uh, blocks of data fast. Mm -hmm. So that's why uh, hashtags will be one of those next things. Once we have a refined search, you can put the hashtags and a backlinks, as you said, and we talk to our developers. Yes, it's it's not difficult uh, to build in in certain extent, like the way how Notion implemented. Yes, it's kind of easy. Yeah. The way how Roman research implemented, I think it's more uh, complicated. I, I I wasn't checking 
check it in, in detail. But since they are more professional tool, I don't know if like just, just a, like a regular user who wants to like to be more organized and even more professionally organized the way how your audience do, they re actually need exactly as in a Roman research. I think just having uh, ability to have additional ha hashtags, backlinks, and the later on something like maybe like a mind map or some kind of like a visual structure, maybe not in traditional mind map. Mm -hmm. That's why we have a community and we want to be uh, with some early adapters, or heavy mm -hmm. hardcore users uh, to figure out also uh, the visual way how you want to uh, see it. For example, on Mac, uh, I, I like when you hit a hotkey and uh, when you start typing, you get lots of lots of like in columns, like a quick start of all data structure. Maybe we're gonna do it this way. So we still we still need to research research first. Yeah, but that's that that sounds really great. And I think with your new search feature, and by the way, I already like the existing search feature. I think it's already better than what Evernote offers there. Um, this including the, the the hashtags this is would be a get, game changer i think for for nimbus as well and this is something i mentioned to ian from evernote as well i think uh it is underestimated and just because not many people using it doesn't mean that they don't need it you know mm -hmm. you just mentioned the difference between wanting and needing but maybe mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who might need it but they don't know that they actually need it so um with the... yeah, you know what could be solution in our case that's how I see it uh, that's why you need to have uh, the, uh, this approach where you, you create a tool but for a specific area not to be everywhere in this case let's say if someone need or don't need a, a, a text they can turn it off or mm -hmm. if they have a refined search so they decide what they actually need yeah so uh, our tool, our idea is to provide uh, more tools in terms of for information management and so people can configure uh, what they actually need and uh, they can go to a settings for example um, uh, we have I think we already have this option like some people have want to have a traditional width of the node uh, uh, but some people want to have a, like a full width which is adjustable uh, depending yeah. how how you work because we have columns some people need columns some people mm. don't need columns mm. so that's why in our case you can go and you, de you decide what you want to have how you want to use it so that's where we bring well, like freedom so when I mentioned uh, we want to bring freedom. It's actually one of those key aspects. Your brand, uh, it's, that's your information, and that's a particular freedom uh, in, in terms of information management. Um, yeah, so I have two things there. One uh, is finishing the what we just talked about with the tags, but then I have to remember I want to switch to ClickUp. Um, or maybe bring this in. ClickUp has the option also when you create a workspace or uh, even lists that you can choose what options you have in there. Do you have a time tracker? Don't you have? So you can set this up. This just sounded like that you're trying to do this as well, that if I have a white label version and I want to have my company to work in a certain way with Nimbus Node, I can set it up the way I want it and my members are not uh, able to use certain features. So this increases efficiency and decreases overwhelm, isn't it? So that's that's really a great approach, I think. Um, but getting back to the text and to the search thing, I just wanted to say that I think there's really a, a big um, opportunity there when you implement this because going to Rome Research, what they have with their backlinks and the text if you name it, you know, it's, it works also like tags. You go, as soon as you add a tag, you create a page. 
that's nothing else than just a page. When you click on this page, you see where this page is mentioned on a list of these things. And in fact is, for, for Nimbus Notes, for example, I would add two tags, dog and cat, all right? Mm -hmm. To, to all my nodes and then I have certain nodes where I have only dog and I, where I have uh, different uh, nodes where I have cat. So when I am in a search field, I start to enter my hashtag dog and I get all the dog and cats nodes and uh, then as soon as I say I don't want to have uh, cats in there or you know only dogs, then I get only the dog nodes. Mm -hmm. without the cats and that's what Rome research helps you with to really you know you they are mentioned obviously on so many different pages your your hashtags but this makes it very easy to very quickly narrow down what you're actually looking for um, yeah, it's, it's I think it's and this is what you actually can do with a normal search functionality as well isn't it yeah, I, I think uh, so in our search right now you can do exclusion it's even more like takeaway uh, yeah it's exclusion it, then, yeah if I if, if I find uh, I actually bring up a guy so so you can say in terms of like I think it tags you can say like uh, I want to have and or or so yeah. you have operator and and you have operator or so so the uh, not so, is then the not is missing yes so that's <laughs> why uh, we once we get to refine search uh, we will make it more user friendly mm. uh, and that's uh, that's the whole idea so you basically it's like on you know like on Amazon shopping you just configure what you want and the other convenience i think you need to save that <laughs> because every time go and configure every time the thing is it's not also convenience because it's efficiency we need we also need to have a certain level of efficiency. yeah that's right otherwise it becomes too complex um yeah that all sounds good you mentioned the web clipper before and that's something um i was complaining by you know all lot of different platforms already especially notion the web clipper is just not very useful but then i was really surprised about the web clipper you pro provide um mm -hmm. because evernote is known for their web clipper and maybe one node is one web clipper that also works similar but you provide yeah, e uh, even more with um, screen recording and so many other features what are the plans for your web clipper and um Maybe tell us more about the web clipper in general. Yes. So first of all, it's all going to be drastically improved because uh, currently this year we actually were more concentrated on a capture uh, recording a uh, collaboration thing. Uh, we're working on a desktop version of our Nimbus Capture solution because Chrome browser can very limits uh, developers in terms of resources you can use uh, in, in Chrome because I think you can work in one thread. Not you can not sometimes you can use multiple uh, threads in, in your CPU. Mm -hmm. So uh, for Web Clipper is uh, we already have a, have several options. Even to create a bookmark, you can not only clip but you also can make a photo photo clip that's how we call it it's basically a, a screenshot and a text of the screenshot as well because one of the problems of web clipping is when you clip a uh, complicated web page it's not always possible to fully clip the way how you see and when you save it uh, it's, it's not how it's going to be look yeah. later because you can't you can't take all CSS files and save yeah. them correctly. That's unfortunate. That's why let's say we have photo clips. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you, you have a like you know screenshot of how it looked and the text. Uh, and Nimbus Capture helps you in some cases uh, if, if that that part didn't work, so you can just record from your screen or take a screenshot and annotate. 
Um, so from Web Clipper is we got many requests. People want to have a server side Web Clipper, which basically you send the link and we process on our end uh, and like a, a get pocket, you know, with pocket yeah, uh, yeah. product. So people also want to have this part as well. So basically we just send a link, uh, we process it on our backend and you got the article. So that's, I think, one of the next things that we're going to uh, bring up. Because right now, when you clip, it happens on your site in your browser, an extension. Yeah. So we basically take the same algorithm, we'll optimize it for a backend. And in some cases, uh, you just hit a button and it, the URL goes to the, our backend server, we process it, and you get a result. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, and what I also saw that um, if you have the Nimbus Capture, which is seems to be a separate product to Nimbus mm -hmm. Node, um, this allows me then to store my screen recordings on G Drive or Dropbox. And that's something awesome um, that yeah. I heard there. So I don't have to store it on any other servers. It is still my file because when I use something like Loom or all this, it's always st stored somewhere or screencast or whatever I use. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. Yes, it's one of other things that we don't we really, uh, since going back to freedom, we don't want to hold you as, a, you know, like data hostage. So when you, you can't get your data or if you can, but in a way that you just good luck without getting getting to you. So, I mean, if you're comfortable using a Google Drive, uh, even a Slack, we have the option that when sometimes some, some video recorders, when they upload uh, share to Slack, they actually upload to themselves and mm -hmm. then they post the link. In our, we, what we do, we actually, post it's like directly so it doesn't go to our site as well okay so, so that's why we want to provide uh more option options working with information and the type of information you want to bring in uh that's our current initial goal then we, we're going to help you to organize it and then uh, we're going to help you to retrieve this information efficiently and uh, in, a, in a convenient way mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And what I also saw is that you um, provide offline access, something that I was, I'm still missing in Notion because when I started to plan my travel and I had my um, flight ticket or something like that inside Notion, um, it's not accessible. So you provide offline access. That's technology. Remember I mentioned that we have a similar uh, editors in some way, but yeah. we use different technology. Yeah. So and before the interview, you mentioned that you have many techie people that likes to talk about more in depth. So yeah. let's uh, so let's have some. Let's fun, go right? for yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, we use uh, CRDT technology uh, for synchronization. So this technology from since the beginning, uh, the whole idea was uh, is to build. Uh, offline editing and online editing, bringing, bringing it together. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as I know, but that's again, in my personal opinion, uh, Notion, they synchronize blocks separately. So they have just the way of how they do it synchronized, but that's just my personal opinion and yeah. not 100% sure. Uh, we use CRDT technology, which I think you used in a Google Docs as well. So basically that, that technology out of the box doing all job for us uh, where several people can work on the same node, someone gonna work uh, offline and it gets merged in a correct way. So it's not like we just came up with, with some kind of new technology. That's very sophisticated and difficult. So we, we, in some ways we don't want to reinvent, reinvent the wheel. We want to use something that's already proven. Yeah. And that's why we got uh, quite a good uh, offline uh, editing, offline access in our solution, having this technology that right now on top, we, we improve it. So how, but how does this work when one person works offline 
and deletes a sentence and another person uh, edits this sentence or changes okay. things on a sentence online. So how is this merged then afterwards? I think it merged by time. Uh -huh. uh, so, so who was the faster example, one? <laughs> what's that? Who was the faster? I think it goes by time. Uh, yeah. So let's say uh, when you when, when both of you work, someone actually started to do this operation faster, yeah. anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, so it means uh, sometimes. So it, what I think was how it's going to work is uh, if you deleted uh, that symbol and that person is actually uh, changed it, uh, it's whether going to be looked looked by date or it's going to be merged so that's where i'm not 100 sure right now it's, it's very t technical uh, person for me i need to check with our uh, backend developers yeah but uh but uh, th that's one of those things that we actually had a really hard problem before we you remember i mentioned uh research and development um so a few years before we actually started mm -hmm. so that's actually what we were doing so we were thinking how, what, how we solve this problem And this task is very complicated, and yeah. there are certain standards on the market that the way how people actually used to it. So CRDC technology is actually built for that, and so we decided to have, have the technology in place, which is proven, and we have that. Well, uh, then I have to find out what happens. <laughs> yeah, actually, I yeah, let, let us know because, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and uh, I think we actually accomplished this goal because that's one of the most challenging goals. You know, synchronization is very difficult, uh, especially the more leg the more data you have, more object, more structures, and uh, especially when you bring different tools uh, that mm -hmm. are quite not relevant to each other, you need to, to synchronize it. That's a completely different issue. Okay. So that's why we out of the box, we use existing technology that actually can do this. Okay. So now let's talk about um, databases. So because I, I had a look at um, how you manage databases or if there are any databases and you mentioned that there are some which are tables and you can mm -hmm. build up tables. However, yeah. for me, a database is really that I also can connect databases like I can do in Notion. Otherwise, mm -hmm. they live, it is just a table living on a node. And if yeah. I can't access or, you know, reference to this database on other nodes, it's not a database, in my opinion. So uh, maybe you can talk about this and what you're planning there, or if it is just the way it is. Because Evernote doesn't have this option either. It's always tables, isn't it? Yeah, so I, I actually like the format of your interview. Actually, you you bring a hard time to the people, and you actually ask very targeted, specific questions. And I mentioned that it uh, is actually my personal interest to uh, to get the answers yeah, to yeah. this. And I so think it's great. That's why we don't have just a you know like casual talk. And yeah. like a, We actually have a very specific issue. I mean, casual talks, people can see this in the marketing mails. So yeah. uh, I think we are here in the interview to get more details. Yes, and that's why that's, uh, I like it because our community that we're building is also like uh, shows that we're actually doing even live. So it's even more harder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, in terms of databases, yeah, uh, it's a, uh, in our case, it's step-by-step -step process. So we, we, get, we got some foundation. We got a block editor. We got a, a table, which, which is actually a mixed table, which basically have a spreadsheet and you can merge several cells. And in that particular cells, you, you can have one object And in another column, the whole column could be completely different. So we provide more flexibility. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and in terms of uh, connecting tables, that's our next uh, step. That's uh, what we, we want to do in 2021. Mm -hmm. Actually, to merge them or pivot tables, uh, the, just to connect the data. Uh, and that's one of our current tasks right now. We're challenging because, uh, uh, to be honest, our tables is slightly slow comparing, I think, to Notion. Mm -hmm. Once they start building like lots of data, I think it's, it's very it's, it's challenging. That's mm -hmm. what we are working on right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so we want to bring this, uh, but we want to not. We don't want to limit people only to databases. At the same time, we want to provide some people to be to have just regular tables or yeah. lightweight spreadsheet or a mixed one. It's just it's up, all up to you. So we give you that freedom. And actually, maybe people like you actually will figure out the different workflow workflows and propose certain templates that we can have and provide to in to, in uh, to people in certain uh, use cases. Well, you know, I have a wealth of ideas when it comes to database connection. Uh, as a heavy user of Notion as well, I think also they focus on databases. The way you can build up workflows is very limiting and the cross-referencing. So I might talk about this in a different video to go more detail. So I'm always happy to see the development on, on your side in, in this regards. So, what um, have you checked the Coda IO? I think they're also a very interesting approach. To sorry, say again, Coda IO. Yeah, uh, I like them as well. They, they have a they, they that's also something they, they just I think that's where the notion and Coda they kind of intersect, they have their own game there. Like, and I don't know, yeah. And the Airtables uh, is also another option, isn't it? Where they really go all about tables. Yeah. So, it's always you mentioned this already. Airtables, for example, this is just, again, too much tables. <laughs> so I want to have the visual appealing part as well. And Notion is always the one that is mentioned that I can build up my own uh, home this way. And other things are limiting. Um, but but yeah, that's all good. And uh, I think in some way, you need if you want to go like really professional professionally with databases maybe you should connect Airtable into your inside so we are we are working on embedding uh, functionality you can embed and bring other services like uh, you can uh, embed and edit google drive right? google docs inside the nimbus node all of those things so maybe if you really uh, want to have this uh, as a professional tool maybe it's uh, an option to actually to embed because it's not possible to build in one software several professional software i, I mean i really wish it but since mm. uh, we know we developed uh, not only nimbus before other products uh, the company will get in situation when you, you got so much legacy and, and, and support yeah. so your new updates are going to be very very you slow you really have to focus so on your set. Yeah. Yes, you will upset other people. So you, uh, you implement something one, they're excited, you know, but other people get upset. Yeah, and I prefer something like this. Um, so you have, and that now you mentioned exactly what I was heading for now, um, is integration with other tools. So if you're not an all-in-one solution, which is good in my opinion, um, but then you need to have APIs and connection to other tools and, uh, you know, so I can synchronize my data and I don't have duplicated data. And Nimbus would be then for me um, the single source of truth where, where everything else gets the data from. So how is your, you know, how capability, what capabilities does Nimbus Node have there? Uh, it's another great question. I, I really like this. I like all straight, like all great questions. 
So uh, besides the bring, uh, uh, bringing uh, something like a standard, standard, because otherwise we would be one, one another copy of everything. At the same time, we also uh, focus on something unique that uh, nobody um, have. And uh, one of other things regarding integrations, uh, if you uh, have a Teams account and connected uh, our Nimbus on your domain, so it's part of your domain, you can do JavaScript injections into individual workspaces or public pages. Mm -hmm. So here's an example. For example, you have a workspace for a group of people and you do consultants. So you can integrate intercom like chat right inside Nimbus mm -hmm. node. Mm -hmm. So which means if they have questions, you can use a professional tool for a support inside your workspace. And another workspace, you can inject uh, a different solution and different tools, and you can inject multiple. For example, for public pages, if you need, you can inject, uh, let's say, uh, if you're in the marketing world, uh, Facebook Pixel or Google Analytics, uh, or call to action services, uh, or you can do it inside the Nimbus node, so you can bring a professional call to action service to welcome with people, uh, ask them to answer some kind of questions, and then gonna close it. So that's one of those things, uh, oh, those integrations yeah. that we brought up, and I think um, you can't get it uh, in similar solutions to us out of the box, yeah. uh, unless you do some kind of hacks. Yeah, that also brings me to the point that I can easily build up dashboards this way, isn't it? So because as long as I can embed something um, using JavaScript, for example, um, I could build up a dashboard in Nimbus Node to have my um, my base <laughs> where I have everything in one place where I start my work day from before even going into other tools. Yes, uh, exactly. So uh, that, that's injections. Uh, the other solution that goes uh, uh, inside the node area, our documents, is uh, embedding when you can embed uh, other stuff. And also you, uh, what you can do is you can embed nodes into nodes as well. So basically mm. you can also like, it's, it's, it's a approach of single source of truth when you uh, edit in one place, it gets updated everywhere. You can also embed our public pages into your website as well mm -hmm. uh, and, and protect with password if needed. So it's not only like it's all about like in, working inside the Nimbus node, you can bring your data outside the Nimbus node and protect it if needed. Uh, API, really you mentioned, yes, we, uh, we haven't started yet. We, we, right now we are working on Zapier, uh, Zapier yeah. because uh, I think that's the most step. important one to get first. Yeah. I, 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 step by, yeah, yeah, step by step. We just we just don't want to not not to jump on everything and and do uh, everything, but not like uh, in a good way. Yeah. So we're going to bring up a Zapier. Uh, we already have it, so we are working on that. So then we have a community. We have a power users. We have people like you who were into integrations. So we're gonna to talk to you and uh, say like, hey, so here is a Zapier, here is the use cases. So what do you think about it? Tell more about your use cases. So mm -hmm. we want to understand not only why you have, you wanna have, have an API. Why I want, want it, want because why I need it. So you want yeah, to know what, I what, need what do you want to achieve that? Yeah. And maybe based on other use cases, we can propose about you like, hey, how about that? And you, and you, yeah, it actually works and it works for everyone. Yeah. So API, one of other things. Uh, also, uh, we are working on our own uh, em embedded widgets, which means uh, currently you can embed uh, some kind of third-party services, but you get from other sources where you may not trust or you're not sure about it. So we will gonna have a collection of our widgets that uh, we have it, and then we will invite developers that can um, 
create their own widgets mm -hmm. uh, for in our uh, ecosystem. For example, if you know Figma, they let developers to, on top of that build some functionality. Uh, we, we use Jira. In Jira, you have um, you can connect other tools. So uh, widgets, uh, one of the areas that we just provide to developers and they can work inside it. Later on, once we have an API, they will be able to interact with the data. So that's the next step. Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, what, the one goal is when you have the, this object and, and the, the object does something, but you need to have access to other objects, uh, other data and, and interact with that. So that's a uh, ultimate goal in terms of like having uh, API, uh, which which we I hope we're gonna have in 2021. Well, that's really a great roadmap there. And that's really, I think a lot of people following this channel um, appreciate that you are so open and you, you show what you're planning on working on. Um, and really great conversation. Uh, this is really, you know, I, I go into the nitty gritty and you had answers to all of them. So I really appreciate this. Um, yeah, I could go on and on and on, but I think... Yeah. Uh, we just reached a time where we have to make a different appointment at some point and talk about more things because yeah, there's a wealth of information and good exchange we had here. So if people want to, uh, you know, learn more about Nimbus Note, anything you want to share with my community before we close the interview? So I, I think, that first of all, and uh, you're part of such communities where you understand your goals and you help your community. So think about it, which goals you personally want to achieve and not only the goal, because getting from A to point B, that's not only it. the way how you achieve the, that efficiency. That's what also important. So understand and then pick which solution you actually uh, need for, for that uh, efficiency and goals. And uh, I urge you to give a shot. Uh, just try Nimbus now. There is nothing you can lose. Uh, we, 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 are, you know, we are a U.S. company. You delete your account. We delete the data. Uh, we don't you hold you as a uh, data hostage. So you can export in a PDF, HTML, all documents attached in, in our archive. So, I mean, you can always grab your data and just change the solution. So, I mean, just try take your time. We have a, a huge uh, guide section with the motion graphics. It's not boring, so you can <laughs> go over and visually see not only reading people, not all people like just read. Yeah, like prefer reading. that as well. Yeah. Yes, uh, we have a motion graphic on our website. Uh, Join our community. Uh, I personally, uh, even on the weekends, I go and sometimes instead of spending time with my family, which which I should, <laughs> I go and uh, respond to some of the comments as well. So uh, yeah, try, contact us, have any questions. We will we'll be very open and glad to answer the questions. As you mentioned, you, you've been watching us for a quite a, uh, a bit of time and you see how we grow. That's our advantage. Uh, we are yeah. very flexible. We don't need to make this fancy board meetings when I, I say like, hey, I want to build XYZ for a for our community and the board members will say, maybe you should cut off some, cut something off so we actually generate more revenue. So we don't have such problems. Yeah. This is why we can bring uh, uh, more features, more functionality faster. I think it's our current advantage. So try us, I, 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 I wanna see your comments under the video, uh, share your ideas, uh, feedback. And uh, yeah, so I think that's uh, that's it. Uh, so thanks for having, having me and I, 
I also won't want to be part of your paperless movement as well, because that's that's basically what we all do. That's great. So thank you very much. And we can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you. Thank you. I think this was an awesome interview with Pavel from Nimbus Note. I cannot say how much I appreciate the details he was sharing with us and all the concepts and considerations they had. And, you know, I have the feeling that Pavel understands the issues we are facing as a community and also the challenges people have, but also taking the advantage of the future and the state of the art technologies and also on. So I'm really looking forward to see the future development of Nimbus and especially considering how Evernote is now pushing forward releasing features each week this will be a real interesting race going on there so i'm looking forward to talk to pavel again in the future and if you don't want to miss this episode or any other episode when i'm talking to product managers ceos or my inner circle members when it comes to productivity make sure you subscribe to this podcast and i'll catch you up next time